0: Oh
1: that time again it's time for the looking up program and we are coming to you live from newcastle it's wednesday the 29th of march and i'm excited because we've got a very exciting program my name is sharissa and i'm joined in studio today with pastor danny we've got our wonderful producer shell and a special guest you better tell them that
2: was epic (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: robbie Robbie oh
0: Very good wow!
2: Job. I have never had so much fanfare <laughs> ever on Faith FM. I'm well, I can get you, used to it's
3: this. It's the looking up show. The looking up show where we go above and beyond. Uh, <laughs> feels a bit like, like an experiment
4: is. happening
1: in this studio today. <laughs>
3: Indeed, it's no. exciting to have Robbie here with oh, us. Well,
2: excited. I haven't told you yet, guys, but this is oh. your performance review. Yes.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you will have something to share. <laughs> well, Sharissa will be okay, no, 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 but um, you will certainly have something very interesting to share from my behalf. But yeah, no, Robbie, it's great to have Robbie yes. here. If there's someone who is in the know at Faith FM, it's Robbie. He is That's in right. the know.
1: So we're looking forward to hearing from him a little bit later, and uh, today we're going to have a Bible study as we always do. What's mm-hmm. our topic today Pastor Danny?
3: That's a very good question um, <laughs> I, will, I will. Have you got one yet? I will decide on that very very shortly during yeah, the music okay. break. All now right. we're going to be continuing with um, the, the signs of the times that Jesus gave to us to, to give us encouragement so that when we see all this craziness that we see going on around us that we can know that it has a use by date and that mm-hmm. use by date points to the coming of Jesus. So once again we're going to be We're going to be zeroing in on on those words of Jesus when you said when you said when you see all this craziness, if I could use my own language, Mm -hmm. happening all around you, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So we're going to be going to the To to that, and then we're going to be also talking about how to prepare for the soon return of Jesus and how to prepare others, which is the most important part.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds exciting because we're excited that this world is not our final Mm. home and Jesus is coming soon. That's the great resounding message of Scripture. We want you to know that because this is a live broadcast, you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. It's always good to know if people are listening. Our number here, apart from
3: our family members, that's right, and even sometimes they don't tune in. Shell is listening She's well always listening. it's always
1: good to be positive <laughs> uh, our number here if you'd like to let us know that you're also listening along with our family members it's zero four triple eight one seven six two four and we'd love to have any comments questions anything you want to keep that number with you because as always there's a prize giveaway that we will let you know about in the next part of our program so the number again 04-888-17624. We are now going to listen to a song entitled All to Us. Halal music is bringing it to us. There you go. I've never heard that. Shell's found a good one. All to Us, and we hope you are blessed. And then we will continue with our discussion. Precious
0: cornerstone, sure foundation. You are faithful to the end. We are with on you jesus we believe you're all to us precious cornerstone sure foundation you are faithful to the end we are with On you, Jesus, we believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ Be the measure of our lives We believe you're all to us Only Son of God Sent from heaven Hope and mercy At the cross You are everything You're the promise Jesus, you are all to us Let the glory of your name Be the passion of the church Let the righteousness of God Be a holy flame that burns Let the saving love of Christ Be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. You're all
1: beautiful music thank you Shaw, for bringing that one to us you are listening live to the looking up program it is march 29 and we are excited to have here in studio as was mentioned before uh robbie bergen from the faith experiment and he's well known to our faith fm listeners so welcome uh, Robbie,
3: thank you. Good to have you, Robbie, yes. here. I think this is his first time here with us Up on the Looking Up show. Yes, yeah, yeah so. we're on our
1: best behavior today, yeah.
3: aren't we? So Someone is
4: running
1: I f- late. But.
2: I feel sorry for listeners that have been tuned in all day because I was on the <laughs> breakfast show, then I was on Conversations, and now I'm on Looking Up.
3: Oh, no, but this is the largest audience. It is. of the day <laughs> for so, sure. Um, yeah, so this is this is where it counts.
2: This so. is where the loyal, faithful listeners live.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So this is probably your <laughs> final stop. Oh, it we, is. Yeah, so you've left the best till last. That's it. Um, yeah. We're we are very humble here on this show, aren't we, Charissa? We are. Very humble.
2: Well, Charissa is. They're not sure. <laughs> that, yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> it's not.
3: There's, there's a lot more character development needed in that space. <laughs>
1: yep, yep, yep. Well, we got some questions for him?
3: Yes, we do. Well, firstly, um, Robbie, tell us before you jump into what you do on the Faith FM um, network, Tell us a little bit about your family. We're we're big on family here. We've had (laughs) extensions to the Tarosian family. um, I've seen a picture.
2: I was so thrilled to see the baby picture.
3: You haven't seen little Judah? Not in the flesh. Oh wow! He is just amazing. (laughs) Amazing little Tucker. (laughs) So, and we talk about the grandkids of Shell often. Um, there's not much else we really talk about um, in the first half of each week's program. <laughs> baby talk, there's a lot of baby talk. So, uh, anyway, tell us about your Yeah, family. yeah.
2: No, I don't actually get much chance to talk about them, to be honest. But I've got a amazing wife. Her name is Rebecca, and she is from... Um, former Yugoslavia.
0: Oh wow, that's my my
2: homeland. Ah, see, that's
3: I knew we were. <laughs> we had a vibe. We, we, I knew we We got we had a, vibe, a vibe, going vibe going for sure. <laughs> I just knew it. I, I couldn't pick it. I didn't know what it was, but now yeah, you've shared that. I'm like, yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> and so she was born there. She whereabouts? Was, um, which, which which her, her dad? Um, which country?
3: Her dad. Because now it's all broken. Yeah, up. Yeah, it's all broken up. Mm. But
2: her dad was or uh, well, is uh, Serbian origin. But that's he, my
3: wife. She's from Serbia.
2: Well, he was born in Croatia though. <laughs> And oh, he grew wow. up in Croatia, but he's I, Serbian. But he's Serbian. Okay. And my mother-in-law, so my wife's mother, is Macedonian. That's me! <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm All these Christmases
1: have just come at once. So my <laughs> wife was...
3: Folk, we're not going to talk about anything else. <laughs> we're going to talk about this incredible <laughs> former Macedonia, former... Yugoslavia experiment. (laughs) This is the faith experiment for this week. All right. We've just shelved the rest of the program. No.
2: Charissa doesn't look impressed.
3: (laughs) She's having to get a drink of water because this is a bit much for her.
2: So my wife was born. She's born in Macedonia. My wife was born in um, in Serbia, Uh but my mother-in-law is from Macedonia.
3: Your mother-in-law is from Macedonia. Oh wow! You must. Carry on, I'm going to be asking you lots of questions. You must have tasted that amazing Macedonian food. If she's like True yes, Blue Maso... Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aivar, yes. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I'm talking Manitza, yes, yeah, I'm Yeah, oh, Burek.
2: Burek, yeah. Uh,
3: See, I've got the, I've got the accent yeah. too. Yeah, Grafce <laughs> Oh. The beans, like the beans in the in the oh, like a bean bake, yeah, like a beans, like big beans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. baked like in a nice, beautiful tray, like just crispy, and it's in a round tray. Oh, in a round tray, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, wow, amazing, and the and the chilies. Oh, yes, the, the green ones. Yeah, the, the green ones, yeah. And the yeah, sweet yeah. ones, like in garlic yes. and um, olive oil. Yes. And I some, thought we were going to hear some... about
4: his family. <laughs>
1: oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
3: Okay, yeah, back to the family. Back I, to
2: the family. I, I visited uh, Macedonia a few years back to where my mother-in-law's village is, right? Wow. So all the family's from that village. And we lived on the... Uh, they call Macedonian peppers, but they're basically like big, long, yeah, green capsicum, yeah, yellow capsicums. Like, so we, this is what I had, like literally for a week. Every breakfast was a whole plate of those things, yeah, with a block of feta, yeah, and bread, oh, with a bit oh. of oil. That, oh. That's
3: what I had every oh, breakfast. I can't deal for with like this, this. This brings back memories,
2: <laughs> my stomach is churning, wanting that so badly. So that's where my wife's from. <laughs> Um, we've got two kids. Yeah. We've got a. I've got a seven-year-old son. His name is Aris, and I have a two-year-old daughter who is. Her name's Ariella. Wow! And cool. so I, I, named the names. I'm, yeah. I'm oh. claiming um, you know, my creative. rights here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's. I'm glad you asked. <laughs>
4: okay. I what know you didn't. Budget? No, well, I didn't. But she didn't ask, but she asked. It's
2: very creative. So Aris is short for Aristotle, oh. right? Oh. And so that's Greek, uh-huh. and Ariella is Hebrew. So anyway, I can see you're already impressed. But anyway, yeah. so Ariella means lioness of God, whereas um, Aris means yeah. one with an excellent purpose. Wow. So I've got the Greek and Hebrew kids.
3: I really Whoa. like that. Well, wow. Tell us what the connection is. There's, there's more connections.
1: Well, see, our son is Judah. Right. And his oh. second name is Levon, which is Armenian for lion. Jesus is the lion from the yes. tribe
3: of Judah. Very cool. <laughs> I'm telling you, we will probably shelve the rest of the show and now talk <laughs> about that as well. So, that was only half up until that point. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting.
2: So, my, my son, he told me the other day because I was, I was I've been on the road a lot the last couple of weeks and I got home for two days just this past weekend. So, where do you live? Where do you live? Um, I live up near a place called Bundaberg, which is in Queensland.
3: Bundaberg, where they make the ginger beer.
2: Yeah, it's the most famous thing. Unless you drink rum, and then it comes from Bundaberg as well.
5: That's where my daughter-in-law is from.
2: So really? Oh, does oh, she have wow.
3: any? Does she have any Macedonian background? <laughs> <laughs> does she have a mother-in-law or a father-in-law that's Macedonian by any chance? No. No. Oh, you've been so spared, Shell.
1: Shall... I'm sure you would know them, I so. was going
3: to ask you a whole bunch of questions,
2: <laughs> but you've been spared. Yeah. So my son said to me the other day, he's like, um, "Dad, I'm like, yeah." He actually calls me Data, which is, you know, Data. I said, yes. And he's like, can I start a radio show on Faith FM? Aww. Oh, how and sweet. And he's seven, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? I'm the content guy. I can mm-hmm. give you access mm-hmm. to it. He goes, mm-hmm. I want to create a show called Aris's Faith Experiment. I'm like, hey, that's pretty ringy. He's like, it's just like your show, Data. I'm like, so cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually going to try. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to try and do a little show with him as a little segment on Faith FM, see how Why it goes. Not? So stay tuned.
3: Stop wow. So, so he's seven. That's he's seven. seven. He I acts like a 17-year-old, yeah.
2: but, yeah. yeah, he's seven.
3: Let me share That's with true. you um, what may happen 15 to 20 years down the track when they get to the point where my kids oh, are. I see sadness they, in the eyes. And they are like, <laughs> I see sadness
2: in the eyes.
3: That is so embarrassing, <laughs> Dad. That is so <laughs> awkward. orkies. is Dad, that is just no, don't go there, Dad. Don't go there. So what don't you're saying there.
2: is run with it while I can.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Milk <laughs> it for all it's worth for as long as you can. Oh, that's wonderful. So you dropped the 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 note that you are involved in content, content managing of Faith FM. So yes. that's your main role.
2: Yeah. So my my uh, my paid role, if you can put it that way, mm-hmm. is to oversee the content content. Um, both creation, the scheduling, the management, the sourcing for Faith FM across the national network. So we've got a number of studios, this being one of them, and uh, we've got a lot of content creators like you guys. And so, yeah, just gluing it all together, scheduling across the different time zones and locations across Australia and all that sort of stuff. We're looking for new content all the time. And if you've got an idea of what uh, you'd like to hear more about or more of on Faith FM then, um, yeah, reach out to us, info at faithfm.com.au. Yeah, well, if you go
3: to the Faith FM website, and there's an app as well. Yes, there is. We promote the app um, each and every week. There you go into the browse section, and there's tons and tons of program. When, when I went there in, in the, for the first time, I didn't realize there was just so much. Mm. So is that all local Australian content? Most of that on Most the website is, yeah. Um, wow. The
2: stuff that's we have that's international, a lot of the international stuff we, we can't rebroadcast on demand. Okay. So we can air it on radio, so yep. if you listen to it live, you can hear it. But on the app and on the website, you don't see all the content we have because of licensing restrictions, yeah, but sure. there's a good amount of all the Aussie stuff, sir. Mm. And really, that's all that matters, isn't it? That really is stuff. all that matters.
3: Now, um, <laughs> do we have any Kiwi stuff? Because we've we got do. Kiwi listeners. Yes, we do. We, do. Okay.
2: we have an uh, affiliate agreement with a, a, a program called Hope Channel International. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a flavor of that in New Zealand. And they actually create a lot of um, parenting type programs, some health programs. And we air those on Faith FM. So if you, if you haven't heard them, you can go check them out on the app and on the website. And uh, one's called uh, Go Go Healthy or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all healthy stuff. Go look at the pictures of doctors. You'll, you'll find them. Mm.
1: Are we Revive? Revive? Oh, I don't know. That, that famous good cook It's from New Zealand. Oh. From the Revive cookbooks. Okay. Can't remember his yeah.
3: name. Okay. Clearly we're not the cooking.
1: Jeremy Dixon.
3: Jeremy Dixon, yeah. Jeremy Dixon there you go. Uh, see he doesn't
2: do feta and the oh, and yeah, no, the, doesn't um, do the Macedonian thing. peppers, so uh,
3: no if, yeah if we're if, not reading if those it have, if it doesn't have anything to do with Macedonian food, um I probably don't tune in. Yeah. Um it's gotta have Macedonian like food and culture and so forth. To get my attention. No, not quite. Um, Now, tell us a little bit about The Faith Experiment, your own uh, radio program that that you host each week.
2: Yeah, it's a a show that, well, as the title is Faith Experiment, um, it started as just, I I have been asked, so 21 years ago I became a Christian, thereabouts, and I have been asked for those 21 years of tell us your story of how you became a Christian because I was an atheist that um, stumbled across religion wow. because of September 11th in 2001. And that took me on a on a wild journey through world religions and then through Christianity and then uh, where I am today. And so, yeah, people have asked me that story. Share that story. So I've, I've shared it like face-to-face in crowds and mm. places all around the world, but it's never been recorded. And so when I got asked into this role, my wife's suggestion was, so I said, i, had to, I like, I've got to create a show. What should I create a show? She says, tell your story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who wants to hear my story? You know, I've told it a thousand times. To me, it's like I've lived it, I've been it, now I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she, she convinced me, create a show. I was like, all right, well, um, what will I call it? So I came up with, well, it's really my experiment of faith, mm-hmm. how I put it into an experiment because I didn't know it was, if it was legit or not. Mm-hmm. So the best way is to experiment. So that's sort of where the show started. So mm. about the first 20 episodes is me retelling my story of how I went from a non-believer to a faith experimenter. Mm. And so all the different facets and the journeys and the the challenges and like I, I lost my job, I lost friends, my relationship broke up, all that sort of stuff. So that's all in the story. And then from there I sort of transitioned into, hey, give listeners started resonating with my show. And so they started asking me questions like how did you – because when I became a Christian, I had never studied with a pastor or a priest or anyone. It was self-read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so people were like, well, how, how did you study the Bible? I mean, the Bible complicated. How did you study it? So then I went through a whole series of like Q&As, people asking me questions on Bible study and just sharing my journey on how to study the Bible and things like that. And then from there, it went into, well, what do you think the Bible teaches about this or that? So it was basically a QA and a type program for a few, few episodes over the last season. And uh, now it's transitioned into, um, again, based on people's questions on the show, people are wanting to know what does the future hold Mm -hmm. based on, like, hey, inflation's out of control, Mm -hmm. Um, this war in Ukraine doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be ending, the banks are collapsing, Mm -hmm. like all this stuff, like, okay, COVID's sort of a distant memory now, but it doesn't seem to be getting any more peaceful or better. Mm -hmm. So I've embarked on this journey. It's going to be a 20-part series looking at, What the Bible teaches, similar to what you just just Mm. had the intro on, um, where we're at in time. How do we know where we're at, and what's the purpose of knowing? Like, is there preparation that we should be doing? Mm -hmm. Is it journeying Mm. in a relationship with God? Like, how does that happen? So it's sort of unpacking that over the next sort of twenty plus episodes. Wow! So yeah, it's a really, it's a really sort of variety show at this point.
3: Yeah. And so, what what day does that air live?
2: So it's uh, Monday mornings at 10 o'clock after the Tassie Encounters. So breakfast show, Tassie Encounters, and Faith Experiment. And then there's a couple of repeats throughout the week.
3: So Mondays at 10. Otherwise, they can go on to the the podcast. podcast Yeah. you mentioned the first twenty episodes where your testimony is. That all on the podcast? Yes, all, all the way there. down to the bottom. Yeah, so from the very first one onwards.
1: i listened exactly. to some of it, and it's dramatized even. It is. Oh wow! Yeah, really. Long. It is. That
2: so took a lot of so, time. So there's, time. More, a lot so of there's time.
1: more than So it's
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> so more than just
3: banging on a wooden table as, <laughs> yeah. as we do.
2: There's cars driving in the background. There's birds cheeping. Yeah. There's something It took a they long time to put those episodes together.
3: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Praise
2: really, the Lord. Really, really worth the Lord.
3: Well, that is so exciting. And, um, yeah, just your journey. I've heard your journey when you shared it um, on one occasion here in Newcastle. I think it was last year. I was blessed to be there. And so we praise the Lord for that. And, yeah, we, we thank God for the way the Faith FM show is just growing from strength to strength and, you know, just expanding more and more stations around Australia, yes. impacting more and more people around Australia. So we praise the Lord for that.
2: We've got, at the moment, we've got 240 stations. And we're about to add 150 over the next three years. And wow. how many, how many and people exciting.
3: potentially is FaithFM reaching? One
2: in four Australians right One now four can four. tune into FaithFM. Wow. wow, so there's 26 million, so you do the maths. One in four is about 6, 7 million people. Yeah,
1: this is six. very, very exciting. And uh, David Edgar is listening from Perth, and he says good afternoon to all of us. Well, we're going to listen now to Sean Bontrager family, Take Up Your Cross, and we will continue after the news with our study.
6: Well, Jesus lived His life on us so we could clearly see the narrow path. The
1: narrow path to
6: victory, to victory. He was despised, rejected, tempted, broken by His enemies, and yet He lived
0: lived perfectly. perfectly. Take up your cross. Take up your cross is what he says to you and me.
6: We must die.
0: We must die to be set free. If we be crucified with
5: Christ, with him we rise victoriously.
0: Take
6: up your cross.
0: Take up your cross
5: and follow me. Follow me. The
6: master of this world, he comes attempting us today. He wants us all. He wants us all. Good The narrow way He knows that if we give a little in the flesh We then will stay So we must die We must
4: die every
0: day Take up your cross Take up your cross is what what he says says to you and me
6: We must die
0: We must die to be set free if we be crucified with Christ, with Him we rise victoriously.
6: Take up your cross,
5: take up your cross, and follow,
6: and follow me. It's not a life of gloom and sadness, it is peace and joy divine. My life is His, my
5: life is His,
6: and His mine, and His is mine, oh what of great rejoicing when we meet him in the sky there we shall live there we shall live
4: and, live and, and never, never die. die
0: take up your cross take up your cross is what he says to, he to you me. and me
6: we must die. we must die to be set free if
0: we be crucified with Christ with him we rise victoriously
6: take up your
4: cross take up your cross and follow me, me.
1: listening live. It's March 29 and we're excited to be continuing. We're going to continue to keep Robbie here in studio with us.
2: What a blessing. Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> Thank you for staying. So, uh, Pastor Danny, we always like talking about the news at this time so I'm going to throw it to you guys. What's taking your headlines right now that we should be looking at?
3: Well, I'm really excited um, that Robbie's here to join us for this segment yeah. and for the course of this program because he also believes in the soon return of Jesus. Absolutely. And he's also looking at the news from a prophetic point of view, so we don't just, uh, you know, talk about the news from a, from a typical secular point of view. We look at it through the prophetic lens of Scripture, and as we see things taking place around us, um, we are not despondent and discouraged, but instead we do as Jesus says: we look up because. Our redemption is drawing near and uh, all these things are telling us that those labour pains are about to reach their climax and you know all about labour pains. Do now, yes. you do now. You do now. And um, you can testify that as we get nearer and nearer to the main event, those labour pains intensify
4: mm-hmm.
1: in
3: frequency and in intensity. And
1: there comes a point when the frequency and intensity increases that you just want it to be over.
3: You want it to be over. And we're getting yeah, we're to that point. We're getting to that point. point. <laughs> we're getting to that point, indeed. So so that's what we want to take a look at. Um, firstly, yeah, we want, to, we want to just remind our listeners, as we do often, to continue to keep our government leaders in prayer, according to what Scripture says. And I say that today um, on the back of uh, a new government that's been voted in here in New South Wales. Um, as of Saturday night, we have a, a new premier, that's right. Chris Minns, And so we want to pray that God will bless him, give him wisdom from on high, him and his family, his government um, that will be... That will be directing traffic here in the great state of New South Wales. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we continue to pray for him. And it's interesting that, um, yeah, uh, the Labor government has um, taken the reins of mainland Australia from coast to coast uh, federally and on a state and territory level. So the only state that's blue is Tasmania.
2: <laughs> I, f- I find it so ironic. That Tassie is still liberal. <laughs> I lived there for a number of years, and it's just not the vibe you get down there. It's, <laughs> it's not really uh, liberal, is it? No, no, it's <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, some
3: of the things that have come out there out of their government, um, especially in the area of religious mm. um rights and so forth, um, yeah, not, 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 not liberal in the in the positive sense, if I put it that way. So anyway talking about what's been happening and and how this world is um you know a very strange place we talked about this last week that there was a rally there was a a group of women uh, that organized themselves in in various uh, uh capitals around australia and they also headed to new zealand across the ditch let women speak and did you catch up on what 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 happened in New Zealand? Uh, I'm sure
1: No, I didn't. So okay. you better tell me. All right.
3: So let women speak uh, is, uh, uh, is is an organisation. I guess you could say um, they invited um, uh, one of the most uh, sort of well known mm-hmm. and out there feminists uh, by the name of Kelly J Keen, who also goes as Posey Parker. And so she's uh, she's from the UK and. She, 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 she speaks and uh, she addresses women and rallies and so on and so forth. Anyway, um, she pretty much survived um, without too much physical harm here in Australia, although there were, there were anti-trans uh, protesters or should I say trans protesters, uh, those from the trans community who came out and protested. Um, because she stands up for women's rights, and so she especially speaks out unashamedly about the right that women and girls have to have sports um, that have not been, you know, taken over, or sports that don't have, um, you know, those who born male but you know have transitioned to female. So she's very big on that, and also women's spaces and women's rights in general. So once upon a time, even five years ago. This wouldn't have been a big deal, you Uh know. The feminist movement has been around since the 60s um, in Australia in a major way, but now you have the feminist movement being taken over or being trumped by, you know, by another movement. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, she went across to New Zealand and there she had a really rude reception, a really rude welcome. There in Auckland, they, they threw um soup at her and um eggs and all sorts of things and basically she wasn't able to to go ahead and um and have her speech and so she basically had to cancel all her appointments in new zealand and head back to the uk saying that i've never been treated like this before in my whole life the police apparently were not there so she was protected by some of the folk, you know, that were, you know, part of her rally were there protecting her. It was pretty nasty. If you go on YouTube and you see it, it's it's like it's pretty amazing. There were no police, no nothing. She was literally there were it was horrible. It was horrible. So why I'm sharing this is because we're at a point now and maybe Robbie might want to uh weigh in on this as well. But I believe we're at a point where the pendulum has gone so far to the left. Mm. We have gone so far to to that which is not mainstream um, that sooner or later um, the average Joe out there in the street is going to say enough is enough. Um, we actually do want... You know, family values. We do believe in morality. We do believe in decency. We do believe in all these things that have stood the test of time, that have um, been the foundation for happy and prosperous and peaceful societies for the last six millennia. Sooner or later, I believe the pendulum will swing, and the Bible says it will. To the other side, and so I'm just thinking, how much further can we go, Robbie? I don't know if you want to share anything on that, or just yeah. in general.
2: Now, look, in general, I I find it. I've been following this these these exact issues for a couple of years now, right? And it's whatever happens in the states, we see it transition, <laughs> no pun intended, but um, to our part of the world, right? And to me, it is mind-boggling that that this whole trans like women type. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Like this whole fight for trans women to have the same rights as biological women at the cost of biological women. And like it, it's just mind blowing that that's the world we live in now, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was so much ground fought on, on behalf of women to yeah. get this, this environment where, you know, they have equal rights, or, voting all that rights, sort of stuff, yeah.
3: owning property, and all these things.
2: Exactly. And now all of that sort of just being eroded. And the crazy thing is. Yeah, look, I don't want to get too political with it, but the crazy thing is it's kind of, it's men allowing it slash Mm -hmm. doing it. And women, some women are okay with it. They're all like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And others are like, nah, there's something wrong with this picture. And so in the States, exactly what you just described, I think the States has almost seen the far left being reached with the pendulum. Mm. And there is now a, a forceful backlash starting yeah. Amongst more the cons, and I, like I use conservative very loosely, right? But like conservative women who are like, hey, I I should be comfortable to be able to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know? I should be comfortable to go to the change room in the sports locker room without having to be worried about stuff. And so I've started to see already and sense, and like if you look at some of the big podcasters in the states that are covering these issues there is a, a swing sort of coming back a little bit. Interesting. But the question is, is that going to be enough or is this just like a little illusion before we go? Because mm-hmm. I, I personally think looking at biblical predictions in this space, it's going to get worse than what we're seeing now. Wow! So it's got to keep going a bit further. And like left versus right, I'm not really talking like in that sense. I'm just talking like one direction versus coming back the opposite direction. Wow. So I, I suspect it's going to go a bit further and there's some other areas in that space, wow!
3: Well, you're going you even further how far than
2: we, could go. <laughs> we,
3: we haven't even been brave enough to say that the pendulum still got a little way to go. Yeah, but yeah, it could yeah. be. It could be that uh, well, Jesus said, "As it was in days of Noah, mm. as it was in days of Lot." And you know, for those who are not aware, they can read the read the description there in Genesis. Um, but more than just that, you have this apathy um, that Jesus said our 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 day would be. Would be characterised by just before he returns. You know the eating, the drinking, the marrying and given in marriage, the buying and the selling, the building and the so on and so forth. You know they're the descriptions that Jesus gives when he talks about the days of Noah and Lot. Mm. So we've got that as well. We've got affluence and just apathy and entertainment, um, and then you have this other. You know this other stuff coming through that you know is very hard to try and get our heads I think around. Shell
1: wants to add something. Shell,
3: go for it.
1: I was just going to say that it's gotten to the point now, though, where we've given, given, given. You know, they just keep um, asking for more from from um, society. That now women aren't even just allowed to be called women. They have to be called cis women or breast feeders or, you know, um, chest feeders or um, what are the, oh the, the different terms that they, they use Person for, for women. You can't just call them a, uh, a normal, you, you can't have a biological uh, woman anymore. So I you think have to have this differentiating um, factor, you know, it's, it's crazy. I think
2: the fact, like we saw um, with the Supreme Court justice um, confirmations, where they ask the question what is a woman mm-hmm. you know and like that's uh, a
3: tough question yeah <laughs> it's so super hard super tough question but like <laughs> but exactly the
2: fact that she's saying i can't answer that yeah, yeah. like that to me is like we we've, we've as a society we've got to a point where we are willingly now ignorant mm. and it reminds me of the bible text like talking peter talks about in the last days Men will be talking about humans. They will be willfully ignorant mm. when it comes to certain things about creation, about um, I think the roles of men and women, these sorts of things. But that's the world we live in now. And then did you, I don't know if you caught it, but when the debates were happening in, in Australia between the federal election, mm. between Albanese mm. and, uh, and Morrison, they had the audacity to ask the question in the debate. Oh, really? We got a question do, for yeah, you. I remember watching um, it. What's your definition said, of a woman? And they just like <laughs> I was so proud of Australia in that single moment in time. They just said. That's an easy question to answer, and they just define it as we would define it, right? And they're like, that's not an issue in Australia. An
3: adult female wow. human being.
2: Yeah. It's a, but they had the audacity to try and, you know, yeah. create division here yeah. in Australia at the highest level yeah. by throwing that in there. So, yeah, look, I think, I think we've still got a ways to go because there is a, a pushback. Like in, there's college campuses in the States mm-hmm. where they're getting out going, hey, this is not right. And there's women speaking out saying, we're losing ground here. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's still a pretty pretty heavy agenda happening here, not just in the women's space, but in the kids space. Like I think that's where the next left push is going to be, if mm-hmm. not already started.
3: Yeah, and um, but but the is there is Schools. there there is a bit of uh, pushback on that, especially there in the UK um, with that clinic. Um, can't remember the Tavistock Clinic that got closed down. Um, and so, yeah, there is a little bit and, yeah, we'll see where, where it all does go. And it's interesting that Moira Deeming, who's uh, part of the Liberal Party down there in Victoria, who was elected um, uh, part of a, you know, from, from you know, by a constituents there in her area, she was suspended for nine months by the Liberal Party for being at this Let Women Speak rally um, because she happened to be there when these pro-Nazis um, turned up and gate crashed right. uh, the you know, the, the the actual rally, and so she was lumped in with them and because she was there and so on and so forth, they made this incredible decision, almost unprecedented. Yeah, it is. Uh, you've got is. You've got politicians turning up to all sorts of rallies um, where all sorts of things happen. You know, people say all sorts of things, people turn up and they protest and you're counter-protesters and you're not going to hold a person responsible for, for other people and what they say that you're not aware of or people who show up, but yet... She was seen as responsible, and she was punished by her own party. Um, this is just phenomenal for standing up for the rights of women and trying to and seeking to do that in the right way. So I do believe that sooner or later, um, the the pendulum will swing. It has to swing. Whether we've still got a little way to go, we probably do. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how hard it goes in the other direction and how quickly. It heads in the other direction. I think
2: that's a key point, though. Like, we're talking like, oh, it's it's going to get worse, but in reality, I think the pendulum swinging back the other mm. direction will go too far, and that will be even worse. Mm. So, um, it's it's not happy place in either direction. It's no. sort of we want to be in the center. We want to be in the middle, like Jesus. Well, we want said, to be biblically right? follow yeah. the lamb. As as
3: we follow we the lamb. Exactly right. Um, oh, wow. I was going to just share. It's interesting. Um, just on a, on another point altogether, um, but. They, they had, you know, tornadoes and the United States sadly go hand in hand, and especially that southern part, but there was a horrible tornado that swept through I think this week or, or end of last week. I think 25, 26 people were killed. But I remember watching um, a, a YouTube clip where a weather presenter was, you know, giving giving the direction of this tornado and halfway through his weather report as he's, as he's tracking it in real time, He sees where the tornado is going and he sees the size of this tornado and he knows the people that are in the path and he stopped and he prayed. Mm.
2: On TV? On TV, on national
3: TV, he stopped and he prayed. And that reminded me that when things get really rough and tough, people are going to be turning to God more (laughs) and more. And And we can all pray. Yeah, indeed, indeed.
1: (laughs) Oh, Thank you for sharing these things. We're going to have more of this after we listen to Kaylee Reed. She's bringing us a song, She Put the Music in Me. Enjoy.
5: Comforting when I'd cry All in her own style Then popcorn before my eyes Turning frowns upside down Into smiles With songs of the birds up high Looking at the blue-blue skies The wind as it rushes by Then leading me, guiding me Walking beside me She helped me walk in the light and she built my house on.
1: She put the music in me. Amen. That was by Kaylee Reed. And you're listening to Looking Up as we continue with our program. And I should say we should tell everybody about our giveaway for today. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Today's giveaway is a book by Clifford Goldstein brilliant writer and it's entitled A Pause for Peace. It's all about what God's gift of the Sabbath can mean to you. Basically this is a recession of time. Sabbath, time to enjoy our family and friends, time to recuperate from frenzied lifestyles and time to renew our too often neglected relationship with God. How many of these copies do we have for our uh, listeners? We've got, wow seven, seven books available for our listeners today. So if you're in the first seven people who text in the code word which we will release a little bit later then this will be a book that's coming to you and the number to keep handy not only for that but also if you have any comments or questions is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. we have heard we've got a question that's come from oh, the list so i don't know if you want to do it now or a little bit well, later we've got robbie
3: here so he's yeah. he's, <laughs> he's really on
2: the pulse when he it comes is,
1: to and he's going to do a question show so. uh,
2: way way to just pass the buck <laughs>
1: All right, well, this is coming from Mark. Good to have you listening, Mark. And Mark is asking, if your first spouse dies, then you remarry and both were saved, what happens in heaven when you are reunited? Is this a fair question? I'll throw it to you.
3: Absolutely.
2: Well, it's a fair question. <laughs> 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 so um, for me, there's probably two two answers I'd give, and feel free, Danny, to to correct or to uh, add to it, I would suggest Jesus does talk about this almost exact sort he of does. question in, uh, Matthew in Matthew 22. Matthew
3: 22. Matthew chapter 22. I'm just going there
2: right now. Oh, yeah. He, and, does. Uh, so, he addresses yeah. this very well. If you, if you start in chapter 19 and go to 22, you get a full picture on everything to do with marriage and Jesus' teaching. Mm. And so the, the thing is, so Jesus answers this question in a way that sort of doesn't leave much room. To question it. So, what does it say there? Okay, well, I'll read. Danny? I'll
3: read. Um, well, the question was asked uh, if uh, you know, if a if a man had, um, or no, sorry, if a woman um, was married to one husband and he died, and she married the brother of, of 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 that husband, which is part of the Levitical law in the Old Testament, and he died, and all the way through, um, I think uh, up until number seven. And uh, therefore, you know, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Okay, so who's going to have this wife? Because all seven brothers were married to her at one point or another. And this is how Jesus responds in Matthew 22 and verse 29. He says, Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, speaking of heaven as well, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken of by God saying, and he goes on. Because the, the question was about the resurrection, because the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. Correct. So that's why they gave him this hypothetical. But, yeah, as far as Jesus was concerned, um in heaven it's a different order, mm. a very different order of things. There's no marrying or given in marriage. And Jesus is saying, you're not mindful of the things of the kingdom, um, the things of Scripture. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And so it's going to be a very different order up there, and you don't need to worry about that scenario.
2: Yeah, and it's it's look on when I first came across this as a person discovering the Bible it taught on these sorts of topics, it wasn't very comforting to me. And I'm sure maybe our listener who's just got this answer, probably like, yeah, but that doesn't sound like heaven. Then like I won't be with my my you know my um, twin flame or my heart's uh, soul mate or something like that. But here's here's how I look at it. Yeah, as you just said, right, spiritual things, spiritually discerned. If it wasn't going to be better than what we have now, then it probably wouldn't be a part of God's plan. Mm. And so I'm, look, I don't get all the details. I have some theories, and they're just that but theories. Like some people argue that maybe this is about heaven, but not the new earth. Some argue mm. that um, it might just be in the resurrection process itself. Like there's a whole bunch of questions that Jesus doesn't allude to and mm. answer. So at the end of the day, I'm happy just to go, you know what, you know the best for me, God, at the end of the story, when it's all said and done, what the new world looks like, what the new life looks like, eternal life, all that stuff, you're going to have it just right. Mm-hmm. So right. there's a bit he of trust into this too.
3: Yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good response. And I think of the scripture that, you know, the Apostle Paul shares in, in his writings um, in the book of Romans, you know, eye has not seen nor ear heard what has entered into the heart of man for, sorry, what has entered, the... entered
1: into the of yeah,
3: uh, neither has it entered into the heart of, of what God has prepared for those who love him. So, you know, we cannot fathom um, eternity and what God has prepared. I mean, how do you even get your head around I know, right? living forever? Like you know, a- Because everything here has a use-by date yep. on this planet. So mm-hmm. how do you even comprehend that to begin with? Um, and there's a lot of questions, um, you know, people ask, you know, well, Where did God come from? Well, God has always existed, you know. Get your head around that one. He doesn't have a beginning. (laughs) He doesn't have an ending. Okay, he doesn't have an ending. We can kind of maybe get our heads around that a little, but no beginning. We just don't comprehend that because everything is that we deal with, exactly, everything has a beginning, everything has an end.
2: That's why, like, marriage, what happens in the the new earth or in heaven with marriage is the least of my thoughts at the moment. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, okay, so... What do you do? Do you do you just play a harp every day? I don't think so. No. Uh, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> like it's not clear. So, but I know this: it's going to be a billion times better than you can possibly imagine right here and now. Amen. So there's yeah. a bit of a bit of a like. You know what? The Most I,
1: important thing is to be there.
2: Well, and the reason is is because you're there with who? Jesus. That's the whole point. Amen. So for me, like my favorite text in the whole Bible, since day one when I read the Bible, the first text that stood out to me was Revelation 22 verse four which says that they shall see his face. Mm. The redeemed shall see God's face. Amen. That's that's the focus point for me. All the rest of it is just cream on the on the side, so to speak.
3: I like what Charissa said. We just trust God. Mm. He loves us. He cares for us. He sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. We can trust him. Mm-hmm. We can trust him with the here and now, and we can certainly trust him with our eternity.
1: Amen. Well, I'm sure you had uh, more. There is a news few articles more
3: things. You wanted to yes, share. there's a few more things. Um, while Rob is here, it's good to. Danny's <laughs> never know, short of
4: a word. So. Is,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up on that. <laughs> it's it's, it's you know, know what the number one sin on radio is? What? Silence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably don't commit too many sins I'll there. I
3: probably sin on that. But I probably, yeah, I probably do a lot of sinning elsewhere. <laughs> I I'll make, I'll make up for the sins that I don't do on radio. <laughs> um, probably sin number two is saying. Things that are not so sensible. <laughs> I probably I probably commit a lot of those. Now, um, I do want to just uh, tap into a couple more things here. Um, you, I know you have an interest because I've heard your story um, and I've heard you present on the economy. Um, oh yes, you mm. know. And we don't need to be reminded that we're in, a, you know, a financial crisis, cost of living crisis. We hear that language, you mm-hmm. know, at nauseam day in and day out. Um, but now they're talking about this mortgage cliff that, yeah. you know sadly hundreds of thousands of mortgagees around Australia uh, are heading to and you know on the news segment that we just heard you know there are many already going off that cliff sadly as the interest rates are, have gone through the roof compared to where they were when they first got their loan out. Um, there, there is just so much uncertainty um, in the economy, in finances. we talked about it the other day. Um, on the radio, that Lifeline, um, their requests for help have gone up skyrocketed, fifty yeah. percent in Saw the last that. twelve months. And the top three—I don't know if you noticed—the top three were all finance-related: paying the rent, uh, paying the mortgage, food on the table. Um, you know, a number of a couple of other things, but yeah, all finance-related. Mm-hmm. Which, which for the first time in Lifeline's history, they are the top three. All three of them are finance, right? Where do you see our economy at the moment? Where do you see things potentially going? And also I want to tap into, you know, the central bank digital currency, which I'm sort of tracking and following. Yeah. There's a lot of um, countries, over 100 countries in the world that are actually doing well, a bit of all piloting right now. Yeah, they're piloting yeah. right now. Then you've got, you know, digital identity, yep. AI, you know, chat GPT or GTP, whatever it's called. And so the technology... Where do you see all this heading? And, and so, what do you see from your point of view? Okay,
2: so this this is a bad question to ask me because I could spend literally hours. Well, that's why I'm
3: asking you. Yeah, because, yeah we're I just
2: looking out the work. window right now, everyone. In case you're not getting what's happening here, we're looking there's, out the window. There's a mower man. And There's a guy mowing the grass right, <laughs> right near the studio window. The
3: window. <laughs> and, he was coming for us. <laughs> and uh,
2: he's, he's no, doing he's, a good job, though. Like he's, he's doing a great the, job. The grass is getting cut. He's doing a good job. There's
3: been a lot of rain happening here, so he's probably thinking. And he's got his earmuffs on. He's not listening to the Faith FM show, I am sure. And so hopefully, hopefully he'll be moving on soon. But anyway, yeah, it's all
2: right. but yeah, look, this is an area that I've been fascinated with for more than 22 years, and I actually got into this space before I was a Christian, and uh, like in terms of economy and and uh, digital currencies and that sort of stuff. And what's fascinated me is becoming a Christian and studying Bible prophecy, just how these two things align is like, it's incredible. Let me give you a a few examples. So in 1999, um, I was on my way to do a world trip and backpacking around Europe and these sorts of places. And when I booked my ticket in 1999, the travel agent said, you've got to have a, a book of traveler's checks, right? My first overseas trip. So I bought these traveler's checks and the reason for that was is in 1999, all the currencies in Europe specifically were all different, right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I bought my, uh, my, my travel checks beginning of the year. I was going to go in the end of 1999. In the middle of 1999, the uh, National Australia Bank sent me a letter saying that my um, key card, we used to call them back then, my key card, my savings account card in Australia was now able to be used Anywhere in the world where there was an ATM that had the PLUS logo on it. Oh,
3: wow.
2: And what was super exciting, because I was in IT at that point, Very right? Very handy. Exactly. What it was super exciting was the internet had just sort of become a thing about three or four years before. And now through the advent of having the internet, the banking systems could now like do real-time reconciliation, um, real-time decryption of the SIM card, not the SIM card, but like the PIN numbers on your cards, things like this. So what was happening in 999 is that all of a sudden, the global banking system became a global banking system. It was all interconnected. Before that, there was weeks in settlements between different banks Mm -hmm. and transferring things. So from 1999, there became a very real reality that you could be switched on or switched off in terms of your banking account anywhere in the world with the banks that were connected, right? So this was a major step forward in like the uh, global banking network sort of thing. Now, I wasn't a Christian in 1999, but I was super excited that this had happened because it enabled a whole new world of interconnectedness. So you fast forward three years, I start studying Bible and start saying prophecy, and I come across this document, you call it the book of Revelation, it mm-hmm. talks about a time when there will be an economy that's globally controllable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
4: whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: 2,000 years old, this document, and it's describing an environment in the world that wasn't possible until 1999 Wow, in terms of the global yeah. reach, right? Yeah. But there's still one more element to this passage in Revelation. This is Revelation chapter 13. It talks about being... Um, the, it's global, yes, but it's also controllable. Mm-hmm. So you can, they, you can be... This is the mark of the beast we talk about. Yeah. Like this, this is the passage. Yeah. It says you can um, buy or sell except... Right, that's the word it uses in the, in the Greek there. And so if, if you meet the qualification, you can buy and sell. But if you don't meet the qualification, then you can't buy and sell. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a global economy... It's a controllable global economy. Mm-hmm. Now, we have never had a... Programmable. Exactly. Oh, we have never have mercy. had... Oh, He's talking my language. He's <laughs> exciting. never had a controllable um, currency mm. in the history of the planet. Never. No. Until 1999, we never had a global financial system. Now we do. So guess where we are right now in the terms of development? We're now trialling controllable digital currencies.
3: Yes, indeed, folk. We are just getting started. We are just oh, getting. Wow. We've got the perfect guest here that's going to take us through a journey. I've got more questions and some more things that I want to run by him when it comes to the economy. But Charissa, we, should we need to hear to, some. We, we need to hear le- some music to uplift and <laughs> encourage us. We should
1: listen to Kate Gariga. Bring Walk in It with Me. She's one, with She's one in of this our own. She's one of our own. She is.
5: me, Jesus, I need you to do a work I couldn't do. Take this heart of stone, make it flesh and make it light. Let me see with your eyes you love perfectly. Jesus, please be love in Is He says, This is the way Walk in it with me Walk in it with me Holy Spirit, please abide In my heart and be my guide In everything I do Show me truth, reveal the light Help me when temptations rise, bring the victory Spirit, won't you live in me? Please refine me till I'm in the center of your will Resembling the sun I am melted by your love
1: that song Walk In It With Me it's a beautiful song
3: oh, she's, she's just such a beautiful she's musician from, you know, and she works been. here we she have the does? opportunity of seeing her every Wednesday when we come into the that's office that's right I'm not sure, if she has the privilege of seeing me, but anyway, I'm happy to see her.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're so glad that you're still with us here on the Looking Out program. And we are going through, well, I think we've still got some news. Items. Oh, yeah, yeah. no,
3: well, well, we're talking about the economy. We're talking we're about the economy. To the
1: economy. That's right. Before we get to the economy, we must let you know that we are ready to release the code word, which if you're carefully listening, you you text it into our number, 048817624. you will receive one of today's free offers if you're one of the first seven people. That was a very complicated way of saying. You can now apply for the prize. <laughs> the prize book is A Pause for Peace by Clifford Goldstein, and it's about the Sabbath. And, you know, this is a time where we can renew our too often re- neglected relationship with God. So the code word is...
2: Dun, dun, dun. Where's the drum roll? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're not a drummer. <laughs> hey.
2: the buildings falling
3: down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is it?
3: The code word is AVAD.
1: 107.
3: 107, but it's spelled AJ. V-A-R 107. A-J-V-A-R-107. Right. You're thinking, what on earth th- is Ajvar? I think
2: you're punishing the listeners. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is the most famous Macedonian product, the most delicious product you will ever enjoy. Go into your supermarket and ask (laughs) if they don't have it. Make sure they order it in for you. Mamas. Get Mama's brand. It is the best. This is massive. Tell them Danny sent you. Yeah. Tell them (laughs) Danny sent you. You might get a 10% discount, maybe. This is this is the the capsicums that we were talking about earlier. Beautiful red capsicums with eggplant and oil. And this is delicious. You you smother it all over your, your toast. Um, it's just delightful. This is the best paste. I mean, peanut butter, marmite, Vegemite, <laughs> jelly, whatever else you put on your toast, with all due respect, does not even come close. It's like There's a lot of here, passion here in I'm studio. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, sure I'm telling you, hearing this it, is <laughs> the best. And if I had it my way, all those who get the book would get a uh, a jar of ajvar. It's called avar, um, And this is the best stuff. Macedonia is famous for... Or it's Ava. You can get
1: some. it at Woolies. You can in get the it at Woolies national section. Yeah,
3: nice. so so go to Woolies. Tell them Faith um, FM sent you. you yeah, make <laughs> <get> a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them there's a crazy Macedonian on the Faith FM Looking Up show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that this. So after, this, after all this. that, what was the code word? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah.
1: <laughs> spell it again.
3: A J V A R. 107. 107.
2: Yeah. I reckon if you can spell it, you should get the book. Absolutely.
1: I agree. This
3: is the most important code word we will ever give on this show.
1: And the number is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. If you're one of the first seven, that beautiful book is coming to you.
3: And we just want to thank Shell for going out in the meantime and uh, beating up the mower man, cancelling him <laughs> he's well and truly cancelled. And so we now have peace. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in a cancelled culture, so why, why not just go to town on even the poor mower man? No, nah, he's doing a great job. He's moved on. So, hey... I want to talk more about the economy um, because you you are someone who is well in the know. I have a big interest because, as you pointed out, the economy is not only front and centre in society right now. I mean, you know, the bottom line is to put bread on the table. Yes. You know, to to have a roof over your head and to provide a roof for your family. That's the bottom line. So, I mean, this last election that we just had here in um, New South Wales, even the federal election last year, the number one item was the economy Mm. and cost of living and so on and so forth. So that's front and centre and top of the list for as far as people's priorities and needs. Now, the Bible says, as you rightly shared in Revelation 13, that the economy is going to be front and centre at the end of the day. Because if you cannot buy and sell unless you go along with this worldwide um, system that will be established, which is all about worship and we've talked about that you know the whole worship showdown at the end of time in connection with god's commandments in connection with that commandment that's at the very heart of god's commandments if the economy is indeed front and center um what where do you see things going right now okay because like you i listen to some of these podcasts from economists and, and others. And they're saying there's potentially going to be some serious pushback when it comes to um, rights, when it comes to people's privacy, yeah, because if we just unpack, there might be some people that, that are not really familiar with C you know CBDC, which stands for Central Bank digital Total Currency. currency. Yeah. Um, I was listening to one one economics co- commentator just the other day, and he said, "Look, we've had the BDC." Which you talked about, you know, in particular, we've had that for ages. The yeah. BDC, which is, you know, you know, banks' digital currency, but now it's centralised. Mm. Um, and in a nutshell, this is um, a digital form of fiat currency, which is our everyday currency. From what I've discovered, um, it's issued and regulated by the central bank. Yeah. Whereas currently, all the banks they do their own thing, and they don't need to give the central bank the information regarding what you purchase, when you purchase, and how much you purchase. It's programmable. That's a big thing. Um, and an, an example was given. Say we have, um, you know, we, we, we have like a carbon credit um, amount uh, that we all receive or whatever, depending on, you know, where you're at and how much money you've got. And say you've reached your carbon credit and you go and, and want to buy a chicken in Coles. And because it's programmable, you have already reached your limit. You will not be able to scan and buy that chicken because, I'm sorry, it just won't do it mm. right there on the spot in real time. And also the surveillance side. So talk to us a little Look, bit about Many people
2: that. are listening to us now and they're going, man, you guys are just conspiracy <laughs> whack jobs. you know, like that's, what, that's what people think. But what you have to understand is what you just described is in the news right here in Australia right now. For example, in July last year, so 2022, the Reserve Bank of Australia – got to back, backtrack a little bit. In 2018, the Reserve Bank of Australia announced that they were going to replace the FPOS system. So the thing that we use for FPOS every day, right? We're not talking about the terminals. Terminals don't change. It's the back-end computer system that uh-huh. links everything together. In, in 2018, they announced we're replacing it, and it'll be replaced by 2020. And the system is called NPP. It's called the New Payment Platform. And so the whole purpose of that, you can read an article, go to the Reserve Bank website right now and look at the 2018 announcement by our governor, uh, Lowy. Yeah, L- L- Lowy, I think his last name is. And he announces, we got—we got to change the back end infrastructure for FPOS. You know why, according to him? Because it will not be able to handle a cashless society. Mm. So NPP was announced in 2018 to be rolled out and operational by 2020 in order to be able to have a cashless society backbone to the Reserve Bank of Australia. So guess what, 2020 comes along, it's done, it's rolled out. Now when you tap and go on your phones and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you're actually not using the old FPOS network, you're using the new NPP network. It's no different to you from a user experience, but the back end is widely different. And the, you can read all the white papers on how it works and all that stuff if you want to get interested into it. But here's the point, 2020, it now switches on. Australia now has a new infrastructure to handle cashless payments, right? If you bank with any of the big banks, they've announced since 2020 that you can register for a pay ID. Mm-hmm. And a pay ID replaces yeah. your bank account, and a direct, like a number, and your BSB and your name. Mm-hmm. So I can get paid now by just giving you my pay ID. Mm-hmm. And if I change banks, the pay ID follows me to the new bank. It's basically my ID for life, financial ID in Australia. So that's a part of the MPP. That, that's what, when they rolled it out, they turned it on. So that comes out. So now the Reserve Bank, this is in 2021, In light of the coronavirus thing and in light of what was happening with cryptocurrency exploding in terms of value and people getting the money out of fear to put in crypto, the Reserve Bank of Australia, and by the way, not just Reserve Bank, China, uh, US, Euro, and Australia sort of all announced at the same time to start running pilot programs for testing a digital currency controlled by the central bank of, of those countries. So here in Australia, it's Reserve Bank of Australia. So they announced it, um, in July last year, 2022, we're running a trial for a digital currency in Australia. So you can read all the, uh, it's been in every news source we've got in Australia, ABC, um, uh, you name it, uh, yeah, it has on, been. all of them, right? Not a lot of it. It's there on web. web, yeah. you, not in the news, like TV news, no. but if you watch, if you read the yeah. articles, they're there. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the fascinating thing, right? So they, they have been doing this now since August, uh, July last year. So it's been a few years, uh, sorry, a few months. At the end of last year, so in December last year, they put out a, a primal, um, preliminary results of their trial. And this is what the Reserve Bank said. We're concerned, and I've got this in my, in my archives on a highlighter. He right? says, this is the Reserve Bank speaking. We're concerned that if we roll out a digital currency controlled by the Reserve Bank, there will be no need for commercial banks. Wow, wow. <laughs> that's well, what he says. In I've got it highlighted, word for word. Because here's the thing: what a what a what a central currency is. It's 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 like today we have them minting coins and notes, and then they get distributed, and then we collect them, and then we go put them in our banks, and then our banks theoretically hold them for us, right? Which right. they don't really. It's fractional banking, but they hold they hold it for us. The reserve bank with a digital currency doesn't have to do any of that. They have the allocated digital tokens, and then they get allocated to to you, to a wallet that you have, an ID, pay ID, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to you. Digital wallet. Digital wallet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you want to buy something from Danny, you Mm -hmm. transfer from that wallet to that wallet, but guess where it really is? It's with the Reserve Bank. It's just in the Reserve Bank, we update the metadata to say this coin is now in that wallet, it goes to this wallet. Mm -hmm. So there is nowhere to store it because it's stored with the Reserve Bank of Australia. So that was the first thing that came out. That came out um, end, of the, end of last year, December. That was their first concern. Second concern that came out this month. Sorry, are we in March still? Yeah, we're yeah. in March. Mm-hmm. This month they came out and said, um, one of the other concerns we've just identified is it's not anonymous. If you use the digital currency, your transactions are not anonymous.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: The two things that we've been talking about from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. centralised control mm-hmm. and the loss of anonymity, are the two things that the Reserve Bank study has just shown. Wow. But they came out um, on uh, the 19th of March and said in the update, "But we have to push ahead because of the fears of cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in a trajectory that's not going to stop until... And look, here's my take. This is, I'm not being a prophet here, but this is my, my, my educated guess. I don't think we'll end up with a one-world currency. I think we'll yeah. end up with regional controlled yeah, currencies I agree. I agree. that will be interconnected. There'll
3: be too much pushback, like, right around the world if it was centralised to the point where it's one world currency. Yeah. There'll be way too much pushback because people are very cranky and upset. You just look at the protests that are taking place in Germany, in France, France yeah. um, around Africa, many other parts of the world. There's serious protests, like the the news, mainline news, often sort of they they... You know they they downscale the real numbers. Hmm.
2: Um, I lived I lived in Melbourne during the protests. We we're, were told on the news was not what was on the ground. Exactly.
3: So mm. hundreds of thousands. We're talking about like even in in the millions. Mm. Um, now on that, I just want to sort of unpack that a little bit more. When it comes to when it comes to where we're at. I've just heard recently that the United States of America, okay, and we know that the United States of America, according to Revelation 13, is going to be at the heart of end-time Bible prophecy. That's really where the springboard is going to be. It's no no secret that when the United States sneezes, the rest of the world's catching cold. cold. We know all that. If the U.S. goes bust, we all go bust altogether. Um, Now, the United States of America, at the beginning of July, uh, bringing out this Fed now payment system I'm not sure if you're familiar with that but they're saying that it's going to be it's seen as laying the groundwork for the central bank digital currency so it's interesting the united states right now and it's interesting if i could just even if, if, if go back a little bit before i go to where i'm going it's interesting this is all coming out during COVID. so mm-hmm. COVID's hit yeah. where is our focus our focus is on the pandemic yes. since Sorry. 2020, and they're really pushing hard ahead with this with this digital currency, these digital ID, QR codes, and so on and so forth. This is not conspiracy, like you say. This is out there, mainstream. We actually lived it. You know, where you can go, where you can't go, we, we got a taste of yeah. that control.
2: So, so get this right, in the middle of the pandemic, in the U.S., you know how Australia we had like the um, COVID payments that we gave out to people that were affected. Yeah, the stimulus in, payments. The stimulus payments. In the U.S., they had the equivalent. And when they put the bill before Congress to pass that everyone gets paid, the Americans get paid out for the, the stimulus package. In the, the initial draft, and this is this is on Forbes magazine, right? You can read it in Forbes magazine. The initial bill that got, got presented to be passed, it had a clause in there that the payout was not to be in cash but to be in a digital American dollars wow. with a digital wallet. Wow! So somebody actually read the bill and went, hey, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and it got leaked to the media. <gasps> Forbes picked up the story. So did CNN, believe it or not. Wow, and, CNN. and as a result of that, it got amended and that was taken out of the bill that got passed. Wow. So then wow. after that, that triggered a discussion. There's a whole series of websites to talk about now. The US has to push towards a digital currency in order to... Fend off what China and Europe are doing.
1: Wow. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm learning a lot. And this uh, presentation is epic. This, this is epic. This is really, and there's more really to come. interesting. Lots more to come. Catherine Scott now. I belong. Then we'll have the news and we continue this amazing discussion. news there at the end of that last uh, news segment. There was
2: indeed. I was it. just in Bendigo. <laughs> like literally a week ago. You
1: need to go back and check the rocks. Oh man. <laughs>
2: I've been looking for gold for ages, still haven't found it. There you go,
1: that's an amazing story. You're listening to the Looking Up program and we're having an amazing discussion this afternoon on Mm, finance and the economy and how it relates to Bible prophecy. Indeed, indeed. It's exciting stuff. It's it's been a treat. I've been learning and uh, we need to let you know that there is a prize today. It's a Pause for Peace. It's a book by Clifford Goldstein. There are seven copies that we are giving away today and if you're in the first seven people to text in today's code word, that book is yours. And the code word is—it's a tricky one, so you have to give it a good go. A I V A R one o seven. So spelled A J V A R R one O seven. So if you text that in, or at least just have a go, Shell's going to check them. And uh, if you're one of the first seven, that book is coming to you. Look, the number is zero four triple eight one seven six two
2: four. Even if you spell it wrong. I reckon we give it to them. Oh,
3: absolutely. Because yeah. oh, it's a yeah. Macedonian thing? Because it's Macedonian. Um, even if you just get the first letter right, I mean, <laughs> even if you get the A right, we'll, we'll be happy to put it in the mail for you. No doubt about it. All they right.
2: should also text us in and tell us if this is too heavy for them. Yeah. yeah. It's Wednesday afternoon. Are we getting too heavy? Oh no, are, we just, uh, are we just no. opening Aaron the minds up? We're, we're, opening, we're, <laughs> we're opening the minds. We are
3: opening the minds. Um, so yeah look this is this is quite incredible, quite mm. incredible what we're looking because actually you know Robbie, we're, we're, we're actually living this right now. I know you know this is
2: the exciting thing for, for me that...
3: for, 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 for two millennia, for 2,000 years, um, the skeptics and the scoffers when they read when they read these words in Revelation 13 that there would come a time when unless you had the mark of the beast, you would not be able to buy or sell. And that that would impact, and I'm just reading here, I'm just reading from Revelation 13, that would impact both the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free and the slave, literally every single man, woman and child on planet Earth that you could not buy and sell Mm. unless you had this particular mark, which one day we'll talk about once again, not today. I mean, people thought this was ludicrous. Yeah. Impossible. I mean, people were trading with gold and silver and bartering. that, that was the community 2,000 years ago, and for the last 2,000 years it really hadn't changed much until until we started to create paper money and to begin with, it was based it was it was on the gold standard. Yeah. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about the gold standard. You only printed as much money as you had gold, isn't that right? Correct. and, and then, then,
2: then with the silver.
3: Then it went to silver.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, now it's in God we trust. <laughs> <laughs>
3: in the, not in gold
2: we trust, but in God we trust.
3: Now, um, now Revelation talks about this further. Yes. You mentioned Revelation 13. I think you might have re- mentioned Revelation 17. I just want to read here Revelation 17. Maybe Sharissa, I'm mm-hmm. um, not sure if you've got the scriptures open there. If you want to read um, Revelation 17 verses 12 and 13, and this is speaking of the end time context.
1: All right. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the
3: beast. Okay, this is talking about the new world order. Um, Very clearly that will be established at the end of time, just before Jesus comes. And we know that this is the last thing that will happen before the coming of Jesus because of the very next verse. Can you read verse 14?
1: These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he is, King, he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Okay, so
3: that's the coming. And it says here, for they are of one mind, and they rule together for one hour. Mm-hmm. Now, one hour in Bible prophecy is, is short time. symbolic <laughs> for a very short time. Very short time, not necessarily months or years or weeks, um, but it's just a very short time.
2: There's a principle in Bible prophecy that you calculate one prophetic day as one literal year. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't believe that applies to this passage at all, but if you were to do that, it would be 15 days. Yeah. Mm. Now, I don't believe it is that. Yeah, I don't believe a second. Right. Because in the Greek, the language is trying to communicate the idea that it's short. That's right. That's so it's well, just short. It's have got squeeze. Jesus.
3: You've got Jesus saying to his disciples, could you not watch with me one hour? Yeah. He uses that same term, yeah. one hour. And so he's not saying literally 60 minutes. Correct. Um, so it's just a short time. Couldn't you not pray? Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, um, Charissa if you want to read um, in Revelation 18, it goes on and speaks of this one-world order that will be established, that will com- that will connect, you know, the merchants of the earth, which are, you know, the the economies of this world or the economics. Um, it talks about the kings of the earth, mm-hmm. which are, you know, the political leaders. So economics and politics all coming together under the leadership of the beast. And just putting it out there, um, you can go home and you can do a bit of googling. It's the only political religious power on the planet right now that is in bed with politics, economics, entertainment, big tech and the list could go on and on and on. There's only one power and I'll give you a clue. It's in Western Europe and it happens to reside in the country of Italy. But it's its own country. I haven't given it away completely. You know, so. Danny,
2: this, <laughs> when I when I first started studying prophecy and Bible and stuff, right, like this this conversation we're having right now to mm. me then would have been like, <laughs> You guys are whack. Like you're just coming up with stuff to suit your bias and stuff. But let me tell you this. If there's something out with someone out there skeptical, right? Mm. You've basically got two two options with all the stuff we're talking about. It's either the greatest hoax in human history and it's completely fake and we're just like we're all deluded, or this is legit supernatural. This information that we've got here that we're reading, that we're talking about, is supernatural. Two thousand years ago this document was written. And if it is pointing to what we're discussing, what we're alluding to, then it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. So I make this make this comparison. In the book of Daniel there's a prophecy of you know, about this image. It goes from Babylon all the way down to Jesus' return. There are seven predictive elements in that in that prophecy. Seven things have to happen for that one prophecy to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Six have fulfilled the last one is the second coming of Jesus. That hasn't fulfilled yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. So between that that sixth one and the seventh one, this is where this revelation stuff we're talking about fits in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm, what I'm proposing in my faith experiment as a follower of Jesus, that just as accurate as all of that previous prophecy was that got us all the way down to our time, this stuff we're talking about here with the economics, with the political, with the one-worldness and the global centralization, all that sort of stuff, that's just as accurate. Is what we've talked about in the book of Daniel in the past. Absolutely. So it's either a hoax, mm. a really coincidental hoax, or this is supernatural stuff. And so you know, if people are out there listening, going, "Bah," I don't know if any of this stuff's legit. How to, test it out. Mm. Go, go check out what has already fulfilled, mm-hmm. and see what little pieces left, and what it describes, and then compare it to what the world we're living in. And it's only recently we're living in this world. That's right. It's not not the last 10 years. It's the last, like, two years. Mm. So something's happening.
3: Indeed. And the thing is, uh, Robbie, there are people out there who do not have uh the biblical prophetic lenses on as we do when we take a look at what's taking place. We look at it through a prophetic lens and we, you know, we, we look to join the dots. But there are many who 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 don't espouse to to be Bible believing Christians. There are many who are atheists, very yeah. secular. And what I'm hearing more and more, they're saying something's up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can smell a rat, something's not right, um, not just the economy, but what's Just everything with morality, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the environmental push that we have right now. They're like, this is leading in a bad direction. There's something wrong. We can't put our finger on it, but something is not right. And um, But if we didn't have the biblical lenses that we do, we too would be clueless. That's right. And if there's a book that I could highly recommend, apart from Scripture, apart from the book of Revelation, one that's actually probably the best commentary that I'm aware of on the book of Revelation. If you're after a simple commentary, easy to understand, the best commentary is a book called The Great Controversy that was written more than a century ago. And when you read that book, especially those last seven or eight chapters from about chapter 35 onwards, and in fact, chapter 35 is entitled Liberty of Conscience Threatened. Mm. We kind of had a bit of a taste of that in the last (laughs) few years. When you read that book, especially those chapters from chapter 35 onwards, you're like, this is written today. I can see the writing on the wall. I can see that things are moving into high gear, the pieces are being put in place, and we can see where this train is heading. Yeah. And so The Great Controversy, you can get it online, free. You can download it. You can listen to it. The Great Controversy written by a woman um, by the name of Ellen White, whom God, um, I believe with all my heart, gifted with the gift of prophecy, and what she shares is the best commentary on the book of Revelation. I don't know if you want to share anything on that. And if you've read the book yourself, Robbie, and, and what you would have to say as well.
2: Yeah, I, I came across that book about 20 years ago now. And I, when I first read it, I was like, there's no way. There's no way these actors, like in terms of these countries and powers that the book talks about, are going to do what this book's talking about? I, I, this is twenty years ago. There's no way. It 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 it's an interesting read for sure. But you know what? As time has gone by, it's just like okay, take out the pen and go check. That's happened. <laughs> check that's happened. Check that's happened. And it's just it's like it's like having the playbook for the play as it's happening in real time. Mm. So yeah, fantastic book. If if you like history as well, it gives you a good mm. um, historical context at the beginning from the day of Jesus. Right through to yeah. the end, it's like commentary on the whole book of the New Testament and prophecy and so on. But if you want to get to the juicy stuff, probably like the last, I don't know five to seven chapters. Yeah. That's like right. where Chapter we are right. Thirty-five onwards. Yeah, Absolutely. like where we are now to where we're going in the yeah. immediate future.
3: Yeah, exciting stuff. It's interesting because I was I, I went down to the rallies in Canberra. Um, last year or the year before I can't remember when it was um the the COVID rallies and people you know freedom rallies and so on and so forth and I went there not so much to protest but to give out books and to talk to people to pray with people and encourage. and I had this little book that I was giving you know the great controversy just like a, a small portion of it and I remember the 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 faces of the individuals when I would turn up to the chapter entitled liberty of conscience threat and I'd tell them that this book was written over a century ago um, and hear this a little portion of it and I'd say could you read this um, title of this chapter, and they'd read "Liberty of Conscience Threatened." I'd be <laughs> like, "This was written over a hundred
2: years ago." They're like,
3: "No way, you're kidding me!" I'm like, "Yes, yeah, why?"
2: From an American perspective, too. Yeah, like, you absolutely. Wouldn't think that would be
3: a thing. Absolutely. So it's mind-boggling. Now, in Revelation 18, um, it goes on there three times. It says that this new world order system that will be established will rule for one hour you know, in verse 9, sorry, in verse 10 of Revelation 18, it says, you know, for in one hour your judgment has come. So God's speaking of the judgment that comes upon the merchants and Mm. the kings of the earth or the political and the economic leaders that, that have come into bed with one another. In verse 17, for in one hour such great riches came to nothing. So this is this new world economic system that will be established that Revelation 13 talks about. And then finally in verse 19 You know, for in one hour, she is made desolate. Speaking of Babylon, this end time system that will ultimately be destroyed at the coming of Jesus. Mm. So we are watching all this coming to pass like at no other time. I mean, our world economy has never been
2: linked as it is today. Isn't that right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Never before. And like, I've got articles that uh, this year, like we're only in March. I've got articles in my, my archives that I've collected. How about Japan? Just announced this month that they're running a, a central bank digital currency trial. You've got the euro dollar. The Chinese have pretty much already done it. They were the they were the winners of the race.
3: I think they were the first ones. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. and uh, and then the US is now talking about trialing. Australia is actively trialing. We're halfway through the, the six month trial that they want to do. So yeah, but you know the thing that I, I like to share with this is all of this stuff can sound pretty terrifying for a person that's like, what are you telling me that there's a bigger like almost conspiracy behind the scenes to manipulate me and my rights and my freedoms and things. Here's what I like to remind people. From a biblical perspective, this is a sub-story or a sub-theme of these prophecies. Yes, it's it's very easy to look at it and point to it and go, yep, this is happening exactly as predicted. But this is a sub-plot to the overarching story of Revelation. And what I love is in Revelation 14, which is right in the middle of those two Passages we just read in Revelation 13, Revelation 17. Right in Revelation 14, we see a picture that there is good news going to all the world.
3: Mm. Oh, amen.
1: Praise the Lord for that. Well, we have just, well, today's just gone really quick. The um, discussion has been Quicker so interesting. Quick. And in times like these, we need the Lord to be our stronghold. We need mm, to find amen. our strength and safety in God. So Watermark is now bringing us this song, You Are My Stronghold. And we'll be back as we wrap up today's program.
5: Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear if you are near? Lord, you are my peace when there is war all around me. And even here inside me I will have no fear. Oh,
1: reminder for us in song God is our stronghold and you won't believe it folks but this has actually brought us to the end of the Looking Up program
2: today and this was just the introduction <laughs> we were Literally. just getting warmed up. Hey if drive time wasn't on next we'd just like keep just going keep <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you might have power in that space
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, there's certain things I just can't do I can't change the, the code.
1: Uh, well as we wrap up today's program what are some final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners
3: well firstly I just want to thank Robbie. Um, mm. It's been such a blessing to have him here in the studio today talking about a Bible prophecy, um, especially in connection yeah. with uh, the economy, mm-hmm. where we are, where things are heading and with all his you know, research and his own experience in that space. It's been a real blessing and just to put it in simple terms. Um, that each and every person can understand. So when Charissa and I can understand it, that means it's simple enough. <laughs> Particularly when I can understand <laughs> so anyway, it. So yeah, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Robbie, for, no, look, yeah, for thanks. sticking thanks. around and for coming in today. Yeah, that.
2: thanks for having me. You know, for me, I was saying just before the break, the thing that I want to uh, – someone introduced to this topic, they need to take away this thought, and that is, yes, the Bible is very descriptive of the things that will happen – before the return of Jesus, before that great rock of Daniel 2 comes. The Bible is very clear what's going to take place. Not not all the details, but enough detail to see the picture. And this big ec- picture. this economic story we've been talking about, that's definitely a part of the story. But the thing that I find amazing is that this is God 2,000 years ago going, listen, I want you, my follower, to know this is what's going to happen. And this isn't my work. This is the enemy. In the story, mm-hmm. this is the enemy. And, but I want you to know what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to transpire. Here's what to expect. Mm. And it's like having intel before the crisis, right? Mm. So that when the crisis hits, it's not a big shock. It's not a big blow. It's still going to be challenging, but it's not going to be that devastation. And the thing that, that, that highlights to me right in the middle of this story, this is chapter 13, we're talking about chapter 17, right there, as I mentioned before the break, is he comes along, God comes along, and in chapter 14, verse 1, in the middle of this story, guess what he says? He says, listen, there's going to be a Mount Zion, That's where I live, and there's going to be people who have come from this planet who have not fallen for the system, Mm. and they will be with me, and they will see my face, and I'll be their God, and I'll be my people. And then he goes – it's almost like he's sort of saying, listen, don't worry – I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. It's going to get difficult, but I'm going to win it. And then he ends, well, it doesn't end, but he's got these three points that he brings up, and this is this, this three angels' messages. Mm-hmm. And he starts off by saying, it. listen, I've got good news. that's going to all the world, to every nation, kindred, tongue of people. So no one's going to miss out on their chance here. Mm-hmm. No one needs to be deceived on this stuff. There is, there is this good news message right in the middle of it, and at the center of it, it's a knowledge of God as your creator. Mm. It's that's beautiful. Saying. So, yeah, that's my takeaway. My takeaway is, yeah, look, we, we're we pretty privileged to know this stuff, but the end, of the end of the story is this, God's the center of it. Mm. He wins and he wants you to be a part of the journey.
3: Amen. 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 And, um, yeah, I just too want to just reiterate what, what Robbie has shared, that at the end, yeah, God has the final word, and I love how Revelation 11 here um, shares that, you know, talking about the kingdoms. You know, then the seventh angel sounded right at the end of time when Jesus is coming, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever.
1: Amen. 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 Well, would you like to close our program in prayer? Sure, I'd
3: love to. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you so much that we know the end of the story. We've read the end of the book. And as Robbie so, so, so beautifully shared, uh, we know, Lord, that you win. You are the one that is victorious. And all those that have their names written in the Lamb's book of life in the, and Jesus is the Lamb, they will be victorious and uh, they, they will reign forevermore in a world where there'll be no more No more pain and suffering and sorrow, but where there will only be peace, joy and happiness forevermore in the presence of Jesus. We pray that you will bless us and keep us close to you, Lord. May we share the good news that you are coming back soon. We can't wait. May we prepare others also for your soon return. So bless us all. All of our listeners, until we meet again, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. What a wonderful program. I hope you've all enjoyed that as much as I have, being listening and being part of it here. We want you to know that we'll be back same time, same place, this time next week for another episode of The Looking Up Show. But stay on this channel because there's another live broadcast. It's the Drive Time program coming to us live from Adelaide. And always remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up and may God bless you.
0: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start. With a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for